0: Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. Or, if you are a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all your friends and family. And if you would like to reach me, you can reach me at yahoo.com. That's yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find me on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. Hello, welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. I'm back after a week off. I uh, had a little bit of a minor surgery, which uh, I'm not going to tell you about. <laughs> but uh, anyways, I'm, I'm back, and we're here to uh, tonight. To, I'm back on our regular scheduled night, a Thursday night, so that's uh, good news. Um, a couple minutes before we get started here, uh, while we're allowing a couple people to get um, into the stream. Um, let's see. I don't think I'm loud enough here. All right, let's turn it up right there. Let's check our audio. One, two, check one, two. Looks like we're doing good. Uh, But anyways, before we get started, I wanted to uh, make a couple announcements and then uh, also say welcome to everybody that's starting to join in. All right. My wife is saying it looks good. Sounds good. That's awesome. All right, well, uh, so, again, we're going to be finishing up 2 Corinthians tonight, and that's sort of the announcement I want to make um, as far as what's next. Now, um, I've been bouncing around on a few different things, and uh, I was like, hmm, man, what do I want to do? What do I want to want to do? And I was like, well, what what what's, what's something that maybe somebody would be interested in um, that maybe uh, there could be some help given? Um, so... I've been avoiding, I don't want to say that, that's a, that's a wrong term. I've been not uh, addressing so much prophecy um, as far as uh, in most of my studies. Now, of course, the Millennial Reign series does cover um, a good bit of the book of Revelation. Uh, but I want to start in the book of Revelation. Now, there's going to be probably some... Uh, <laughs> There may be some disagreements with the book of Revelation uh, when when I started, I'm sure I'll get all sorts of different um, comments and uh, different things such as that, but that's okay. Um, the thing is with prophecy, uh, the Lord gives us um, as far as the, his scriptures understanding. Uh, of course you know 1 Corinthians 2 uh, talks about th- things are spiritually discerned, these things of God as we study, to show ourselves approved, um, the, the, the things that he has for us, we're going to be able to understand as he wants us to understand for today. There's, there's no need, uh, let's put it this way, there's no need to have complete understanding of, of things that are to come as far as in the future. Um, there may be some disagreements here and there, and that's going to be okay. We're going to study through the book of Revelation, though, and uh, I think that that would be... I think that'd be a good thing. Now, normally what happens is um, a lot more people are interested in things such as that, you know, end-time prophecies and different things like that. And I do understand that um, there may be other people coming in that want to see and want to make their own opinions and stuff like that known. So I'm I'm well aware of that going into it. But uh, we've been studying the majority, if not all, uh, for the most part, um, not quite all yet, the books, uh, the epistles from the Apostle Paul. And I've been trying to show the difference between uh, Israel and the body of Christ, the, the, the church today. Um, so I've been trying to do that by showing who we are now in Christ the apostle to us, uh, the apostle Paul, his letters, trying to get firmly rooted and grounded in that. Uh, the first uh, Bible study, as far as the first uh, book of the Bible that we actually went through here on this channel, was the book of Hebrews, which, of course, I don't believe was written by Paul. But it was to kind of get a, a starting point to see that, um, you know, that Jesus is the focal point. Jesus is better. Uh, there's a whole bunch of different stuff I didn't bring up about the book of Hebrews. Um, because it just it wasn't time yet. Um, so now, if as we go through the Book of Revelation, um, as we've gone through Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, First uh, and Second Corinthians, uh, Romans, all these books, Thessalonians, and and uh, Timothy and Titus. Um, in fact, I think the only thing I haven't covered of epistles is Philemon. I think that's it. Uh, so maybe we'll, we'll address that at some other time. But uh, the point is, is that now, as I've I've taught through, you know, the now, the church, the body of Christ, the uh, the new creature, um, I think it's time to kind of get to dive into a little bit of prophecy. So I've been kind of teasing it for a little while. Um, of course, with the Millennial Reign series, I, I, there, a lot of people may already know where I stand on a few things, um, but I hope to clear up a lot more. Um, we just, we'll go through the scriptures. The the book of Revelation, just by way before, and I'll bring this up next week when we get started, it's not chronological, meaning it's not a direct timeline, and, and some people get confused on that, but we're going to go through it and uh, see where we go from there, okay? So now, the Lord can change my mind, and I'm open to that. Uh, I see Brother Dave Wilson's coming in over there on YouTube. Good to see you, Brother Dave. Uh, by the way, let me know. If you, you come in on Facebook or YouTube while we're watching live, go ahead and just leave a little bit of a comment. Just say hello, just so I know you're watching. Um, but anyways, that's where we're going from here. Okay. Again, I'm, I'm more than willing to have my mind changed, uh, so <laughs> who knows? Who knows what we'll, next week we'll have in store, but... Lord willing, we'll start the the study of the book of Revelation. Um, so, brother Dave is over here on Facebook as well. Good to see you. And my mom joining us there on YouTube. Good. All right. Now, not a very big chapter. Uh, the, the 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 final chapter in Second Corinthians is is Paul wrapping up. And and I made the title based upon uh, verse number five, as we'll as we'll see today. Talking about examine yourselves, and so after we've gone through First and Second Corinthians, and seems like it over well over a year now that we've been in First Corinthians and Second Corinthians, but now that we're we're through that, as Paul wraps up his letter to the church in Corinth, which had many many problems, of course we that's well documented, um, but but so many times, hello brother. Brother Dave and his wife's uh, sister Susie, nice to see you on here. And uh Cheryl. Nice to see you on here too. Uh thank you for joining us over there on on YouTube. Uh but again, as we're we're going through these epistles at the end of the letters, it's always good to kind of it briefly go over what has just been discussed especially in longer letters, and just basically to say what you told them and to admonish them, to encourage them um, to remember the things that were written in the letter. So that's basically all it is tonight. Uh, Examine yourself. So there's not a whole lot that we're going to cover, but we're going to uh, look at just a few things in regards to examine yourself, okay? So if you would, get your Bibles out. Follow along with me in 2 Corinthians chapter 13. As the Apostle Paul finishes up his letter here where he says, this is the third time I'm coming to you. Um, So Paul came to them before, um, I believe once in person and then twice as he talks about in letters. I could be mistaken on that. Somebody correct me in the chat if I'm mistaken on that. But uh, went to Corinth one time uh, physically and then wrote two letters. Now, again, I could be mistaken. He might have visited twice, but this is the third time, as he says, coming to you. He's not physically there. He's obviously writing a letter from somewhere else. In the mouth, uh, and he quotes Scripture here, in the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. Uh, Of course, Paul, formerly Saul, would know the Scriptures backwards and forwards, and this comes from Deuteronomy 19.15, talking about Uh, Two or three witnesses. You couldn't just go off the one witness, uh, especially for like murder or different things like that. You couldn't take the word of one person. It needs to be two or three witnesses in order to be established. That was Old Testament law and all sorts of different things. And it's also pretty good for today's standard, right? If you just have one person accusing you of something, he said, she said, you know, he said, he said, or whatever, she said, she said, kind of a situation. But if you have more witnesses, the words can be established or, you know, there can be some truth found found out as opposed to just somebody's um, accusation, if you will. So he quotes Old Testament scripture here with, in Deuteronomy. But I want you to turn really quick. Uh, Jesus uses this same, the same thing in John chapter 8. He uses the same concept of, and it's very fascinating, of two witnesses or two or three witnesses the word is established, okay? Um, hey, Tom Boyden. Yes, uh, I think you're the one that reached out to me uh, there on YouTube. Are uh, you just right uh, out of it? It was a great story. I think that's you, Brother Tom. Uh, reached out to me uh, via email. He found me and said, Hey, do you teach over at this uh, at community And every Sunday? And I said, Yes. And he said, talked about the, the YouTube and Facebook page. So good to see you on here, Brother Tom. Anyways, getting back to it. But uh, John chapter eight, let's turn over there real quick. And I just want to show you something kind of interesting that stuck out to me. As I was getting ready for this, Jesus uses the same uh, concept of more than one witness to his words being spoken. Now, Jesus said a lot of things, and uh, (laughs) when he said some things, he upset people quite quite a bit. And whenever he said things that upset the religious leaders of the day, it always makes me like... Focus in a little bit more. Let's see what he was, had to say here in John chapter 8. Let's start in uh, verse number 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. The Pharisees, therefore, said unto him, Thou bearest record of thyself. Thy record is not true. Let's see what Jesus' response is. Jesus answered and said unto them, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. For I know whence I came and whither I go, but ye cannot tell whence I come and whither I go. Ye judge after the flesh. He said, you're only seeing me as one. One person. Okay? This is fascinating. You're only seeing me as one witness because you see me in my flesh. Now, he's all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and that's the point he's about to make here. He says, you judge after the flesh, I judge no man. And yet if I judge, my judgment is true, for I am not alone. But I and the Father that sent me. John, in the book of John, he speaks many times about I and the Father are one, so forth and so on. And go back through uh, the studies when we talked about that. But when it says here, but I and the Father that sent me, it is also written in your law, of course, Deuteronomy, that the testimony of two men is true. I am one that bear witness of myself, and the Father that sent me beareth witness of me. Ooh, he's claiming to be God here. (laughs) Then said they unto him, Where is thy father? Jesus answered, Ye neither know me, nor my father. If ye had known me, ye should have known my father also. These words spake Jesus in the treasury as he taught in the temple, and no man laid hands on him. I guarantee they wanted to, for his hour was not yet come. Then Jesus said again unto them, I go my way, and ye shall seek me, and ye shall, and shall die in your sins. Whether I go, ye cannot come. He's claiming to be God there, okay? All the fullness of the Godhead bodily right then and there. Uh, so when, he's, when he says that, they get visibly very, very upset. And Jesus is speaking of the biblical Godhead in that moment. He is claiming to be God. All the fullness of the Godhead bodily. He says, I, you're hearing me speak. But as I'm speaking, the Father, and if they had the Spirit, you know, obviously they did not, um, would testify in you. Now, here's the thing. We now have the Word of God inspired by Scripture, by the Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit of God that has indwelled us and has sealed us into the day of redemption in us. We have the words of Christ here on this earth. We have the the Spirit-inspired words written, and we know the words of the Father. So as we know that, these three are one, and that is the biblical Godhead. All the fullness was there, body, soul, spirit there, Jesus Christ. There was no uh, other way to say it, and he was saying, I am witnessing of myself, and the Father that sent me also witnesses of me. That is a loaded statement, and it's just something that popped out to me as I was studying through. It's like, hey, you know, this is found many times in the law, you know, two or three witnesses. And then I was reading through John chapter 8, and it stuck out to me. So anyways, I wanted to bring that up. Verse number 2, back in Second Corinthians 13, I told you before and foretell you as if I were present. The second time, and being absent now, I write to them which here on heretofore have sinned and to all other, that if I come again, I will not spare. You know, he's saying these things that he had corrected, he had written about, and they had corrected, obviously gotten right some things, and they were still struggling with some other things. Um, These things he said, if if I come again, I'm not going to spare you. I'm I'm going to check in to see whether or not these inspired words from the God himself that I have penned to you, whether or not you're following through. Now, verse number three, since ye seek a proof of Christ speaking in me, that's very important, which to you, word, is not weak, but is mighty in you. Again, as we go through, he's already told them in the first letter to the uh, Corinthians that, that they have the Spirit, and the Spirit will bear witness, and they will agree. So as he says things, they need to bring this in and then judge whether or not what he's saying is of God. Or not, and they're trying to seek this proof of Christ speaking in Him, through Him, which to you Word is not weak, but is mighty in you. For though He was crucified, this is this is so great that you know. I always go back to Philippians 2 and a lot of things, but this is so great when He says, "For though He was crucified through weakness." Remember, He humbled Himself. He was God manifested in a in a fleshly form, so that all the world could see Him. He claimed to be and was the only true and righteous God. But he still humbled himself to his own creation. He humbled himself even to the death of the cross, it says in Philippians 2. And he did those things in order for us to have victory over sin. The fact that he can come in now and not only deliver us from eternal uh, damnation and and have an eternal destination with him, but though we, but now in this life, because of the Spirit he has given us, because of that sacrifice, because he went away and said it's advantageous that he did that, so he would come to us, the Comforter, the ones that would speak of all things, and we would be able to learn of him, and so forth and so on, and be able to live a Spirit-filled, Spirit-led walk in this life. That's through, even though through weakness, yet he liveth by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God toward you. In your flesh is very weak. You're obviously at the moment of salvation not made God, even though he lives in you. Even though uh, you have the spirit of the living God in you, your flesh has not been redeemed. You are very, 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 very weak if you live in the flesh but if you live in after the spirit the one that has justified you and and you know has made you righteous in his eyes that's very powerful so that so if that's happened for you if you were a new creature in Christ this next verse is not going to be something that makes you say oh this must be him talking about whether you can lose your salvation or, you know, whether, you know, you know, is he doubting their salvation? No, he's encouraging them. He's writing to believers here to say, look, if Christ is in you, there should be a new creature. You should recognize who you are. Yes, you live weak. Yes, you're in this flesh. Yes, you're going to, uh, you know, as Paul says, and I think in Romans 7, it talks about, you know, Oh, wretched man that I am. He, he he's he's he tries to do and what he wants to do, he ends up not doing all these different kinds of things. But he says, In him, though, we have power. We, even though we're weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God toward you. Now, again, that's why verse number five says what it says: Examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith, prove your own selves. See, you can't. You can't um you can't rely, I'm sorry, my headphones are cutting in and out. You can't rely on somebody else's opinion. On the outward. You have you only you, only you are aware whether or not Christ has made you a new creature in him. Barry take off these headphones altogether. But only you are um fully aware whether or not that's taken place or whether you're playing a game or not. That's why it says examine yourselves. Speaking of Philippians 2, turn over there real quick. Philippians 2 and verse number 12, he says essentially the same things to the church in Philippi. When he says in Philippians 2 and verse number 12, wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and fear and trembling, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So examine yourselves. He's exhorting them. He's, he's admonishing them. He's, in, he's literally saying to them, after all the stuff that I've written to you in this letter, now you need to examine yourself whether these things are true. Examine yourself whether you be in the faith, unless you be reprobates. Look what it continues to say. Know ye not of your own selves how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. It's a question. Now I looked up the the term reprobates. Oh man, these headphones are starting to really aggravate me. It's usually it's usually something that's going to be. Aggravating me. But anyways, reprobate. I looked it up in the uh, 1828 Webster's Dictionary. It says uh, the adjective form of it is to, uh, it says here, adjective to disallow, to prove. It says uh, one of the the, uh, definitions, not enduring proof or trial, not of standard purity or fineness. It's disallowed. It's rejected. Uh, there's a second definition as an adjective abandoned in sin lost to virtue or grace the third one abandoned to error or an apostasy so be careful beware like whether you be in the faith or not and if you are in the faith understand who you are in him and don't be teaching uh falsehoods and trying to make yourself somebody else who you're not live the way you're supposed to live it's an admonishment. And here's the noun form of the, of the word a person abandoned to sin, one lost to virtue. Uh, to disprove with destination uh, or marks of extreme dislike. To reject it expresses more than disapproval or disallow. We disapprove of slight faults or improprieties. We reprobate what is mean or criminal. It's a very serious word. Unless you be reprobates, don't fool yourselves into thinking you are something that you're not. Examine yourselves. Don't fool yourself unless you be reprobate. Okay? Now, verse number seven. Yeah, I'm just not going to deal with that anymore. (laughs) I couldn't stand it anymore. It was cutting in and out so bad. Uh, Verse number six. But I trust that ye shall know that we are not reprobates. Now I pray to God that ye do no evil, not that we should appear reprove, but that ye should do that which is honest, though we be as reprobates. At times, you may not act like you're supposed to act, but you should do that which is honest. He's literally telling him that I pray to God that ye do no evil. Are you going to do evil? Are you going to do sin? Yes, in this flesh. That dwelleth in me, dwelleth no good thing, as he says. For we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth, verse number eight. For we are glad when we are weak and ye are strong. And this also we wish, even your perfection, your completeness. Therefore, I write these things being absent, lest being absent, or being present, excuse me, I should... Uh, I should use sharpness according to the power which the Lord hath given me to edification and not to destruction. Paul is simply saying here in 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 this passage here that he's not saying these things to tear them down, but instead, as edifying means, is to build up. He's trying to build them, not tear them down. Continuing on here, verse number 11. Finally, brethren, farewell be perfect you know be complete understand the fullness of who you are because of him be perfect be of good comfort be of one mind live in peace and the and God of love and peace shall be with you uh, here's the uh, the common thing that people like to talk about you know oh, hey here it is one of your, one of your favorite verses in the Bible and it's one of the things that uh, my buddy Aaron likes to tease me about sometimes when it says greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints salute you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Ghost. That's a great word there. Be with you all. Amen, and amen. So that's Second Corinthians chapter thirteen. Like I said, there's not a whole lot of things in it that um, are are different or or like I guess you would say earth-shattering or something like that, but um, it's very good to go over in the admonition to examine ourselves. It's very important to do. So anyways, uh, I know that wasn't very long, but let's look over here at the the chat as I figure out what's going on with my... I, I know I put my headphones back on. It's very weird to talk into a microphone if you can't hear yourself. Um, when you're speaking out in the air, have no idea how loud I am. All right, well, looking over there at YouTube, not too many. It's good everybody kind of have uh, said that they were here though. I really appreciate you joining me here live. It was very neat, uh, uh, brother Tom. You reaching out that was that was so neat. So thank you for the encouragement on that. Uh, let's see. Let's say over here at Facebook. Hey, thanks, Brother Dave, for posting some of the references and the Bible verses. Appreciate that. Okay. Well, not too much uh, <laughs> else to talk about, I guess. So we're not going to belabor it. Um, please join me next week. Like I said, we're going to get started in the book of Revelation. And uh, we're going to take our time going through it. Um, there will be probably some disagreements, discussions, but all needing to look. And what I ask you to do is when you watch and we study and we, and we go through just, I guess it would say just uh, leave behind any traditions. Uh, well, let's just see what the scripture has to say. Now, not everything's for us. Especially when it comes to prophecy, so we we'll have to be very careful as we go through there. Um, I would just give you a little bit of a sneak peek. I don't believe, as John was one of the apostles that Jesus sent uh, to the house of Israel, I don't believe that the Book of Revelation shows very much of the church. Okay, and I'll just leave it at that. And we're going to look to see where we show up, if at all. It's going to be interesting. So, uh, I wish, I wish, I wish that um, we could have a lot more time. Um, so, I, <laughs> to study through this, but it's going to be it's going to be a quite of a long study. It'll take us a while to get through the book of Revelation. Um, but I think it'll be an important thing to talk about. So, with that being said, I think I'm going to call it a night. It's, I, I really do appreciate you coming in and joining me here live, or if you're following me uh, later on or you're watching this later on, I really do appreciate you joining me and uh, watching these videos. Please just share as much as you can. Share the, the, uh, the actual pages, uh, both on, on YouTube, Let This Mind Being You, and also on Facebook, Let This Mind Being You. And then would you share some of the podcasts? Uh, whatever people like to watch or listen to podcast on, Uh, You can listen to me there at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries Podcast. Just look that up there, okay? Also, if you want to reach out to me directly, if you want to reach out to me directly, you can always reach me on my personal uh, email for this. This isn't my personal personal one. This is the one for for Let This Mind Be In You, and that's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. Once again, that's L-T-M-B-I-Y at Yahoo.com. Thank you again for joining me here on Let This Mind Be In You. Examine yourselves. I'm preaching to myself here. I need to examine myself over and over again and appreciate the fact that he's made us a new creature. So we should act like it. All right? loving Lord. God bless you. And that'll be it for tonight. See you next time.